Welcome back to the Eat Me in St. Louis podcast. I'm Nick. We are your new food, your new Lou food review. That's right. And that's Travis. <laughs> <laughs> we we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks, so we're a little, uh, little raw. <laughs> How have you been doing, Travis? Uh, uh, I've been doing good. I've uh, been trying to stay safe, uh, you know, trying to eat out, support when I can, uh, you know, there's a lot of great restaurants that are really struggling right now. And I know winter is going to be tough as outdoor seating kind of becomes a non option. So been trying to do what we can to support. Yeah. I, I heard that you might've won some donuts or something. Oh, I did. I, I won a contest, uh, on Instagram from Whitney in the city, uh, a great Great account to follow uh, to win a dozen Vincent Van Donuts. And uh, Vincent Van Donuts are gigantic. So uh, we have half of those in the freezer. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure you probably know somebody who would appreciate one or two of them if you wanted to share them. But um, uh, you, yeah. you, I distinctly remember you telling me that you don't like donuts and you never really eat donuts. <laughs> So I didn't offer. Yeah, but I like free stuff, Travis. I love free yeah, stuff. I mean, who doesn't like free stuff? No, yeah, we we have followed Whitney in the city. I don't. I seriously doubt that she knew that you were uh, connected to uh, this podcast. But uh, but did she? Do you think that she was just trying to like butt us up? I do you do you think she just wants you know, to get I, something out of us. I'm not really sure what she would get out of us, but I in, I intentionally did this from my personal <laughs> account and didn't say anything about being on this podcast because I was like I'm afraid I'll be disqualified if yeah. she finds out like I'm on the Eat Me in St. Louis yeah, podcast. Yeah, I, I doubt she knew. But um but if she is trying to butter us up for something, <laughs> if she hey uh Whitney in the city if you want to be a guest whenever we actually have guests again, we would love that. So your bribery of Travis worked is what I'm saying. So yeah. Follow Whitney in the city. Great St. Louis food content on Instagram. So today we are talking about hangar kitchen and bar. So this is a brand new restaurant that opened in the former slider house location. Uh, it's in kind of a strip mall area at the corner of Manchester and Rock Hill Road. So another area that we really haven't visited before. Hangar was opened by Chris Sedlak and his wife Courtney. So these are both industry veterans. Uh, they've been they have a huge background in bar and club ownership. So um, just a lot of experience going into here, and um, really excited to talk about what we thought of this new space. Yeah, and you suggested them how did you hear about them um i heard about them through my very intense network of restaurant underground uh finders hannah. yeah so hannah hannah, hannah told your, me about your wife's this. name is hannah yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you hannah uh hannah loves finding new restaurants so she found out about hangar and was really interested to try it so i would call this um you know a lot of places are referred to as like fast casual restaurants. I would almost call this a slow casual oh. restaurant. So I would I would refer to this as somewhere that you go to have a good lunch, maybe like a business lunch or a nice like dinner. Um, so it's 
really approachable like price points, but also uh, small plates, uh, almost like little appetizers, and a, a very varied menu, if you will. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Before we talk about our experience... Let's hear what other people have to say. Oh, I get by They have 4.5 out of 5 stars on Yelp, currently with 14 reviews. So, Charlene L. from New Mexico gave it 4 stars and said, The food is delicious and our server Mike was great. However, the sitting situation could be better. Our server had to fight to have us at a nicer table when the hostess told us only the bar area was open. P.S. Up in smoke is good. Interesting plug there for uh the Cheech and Chong movie but also I <laughs> I wonder if if the server and hostess have kind of like a good cop bad cop situation going on where they're like hey hey tell them that there aren't any tables available and I'm I'm going to come in and be like you make a table available right now damn it so I actually had to look it up because I was like, was she referencing the Cheech and Chong movie? <laughs> no, no. They have a drink on their menu called the Up and Smoke that's mezcal, agave, lemon juice, blueberries, and sage. So in addition okay. to a very eclectic food mem- menu, they also have a very uh, like a very expansive drink menu. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Um, <laughs> Eric H. from Richmond Heights said... Uh, one star, and I, I he he was the only one star review. So let me say that I feel bad for the owners opening during COVID, but didn't change the fact that their food wasn't very good and severely overpriced. In addition, it's tapas style serving, so multiple items are required to feed one person. This is definitely a place you could skip. Also, the drink menu looks good, but definitely didn't lose track of the overpriced theme. Oh, okay. So Eric, not a fan, not a fan. But with that. Let's get into whose opinion actually matters, and that's me. And yes. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about our experience. Okay, so um, we were really excited to try Hangar. This was a place that we kind of put in our heads if it seemed safe at all to actually dine in or dine on their patio during COVID, we were going to do that. We'd been missing eating out too much. We were like, if it's safe, we're going for it. So when we walked in, um, the first thing you notice when you walk into Hangar is their outside patio is gigantic. I mean, I know that they actually planned to open a little bit earlier, but because of COVID, they pushed back their grand opening. But this place is made for social distance dining. Like it is it it's incredible. Their their outside patio is so big. All the tables are spaced apart. Uh you can easily sit out there and eat and even if it's crowded, you're not sitting on top of someone else. Like it it's really fantastic uh the way that this kind of worked out for them in having a large outdoor seating area. Yeah, I saw the patio. I did not eat there myself, but it did seem like uh, a really nice patio and the inside was gorgeous um they have i i was curious if you sat in the patio or they have these um i don't how do i describe them these it looks like you're sitting so in a they're like giant giant cylinders yes yeah. i was gonna say a barrel or something but 
So I think it's uh, meant to resemble an airplane uh, like turbine. Oh. So there's the big open circle areas that encompass the booth. And I have pictures of this uh, that all uh, we'll put up on our Instagram. Uh, so you can check it out. But when also when we say this place was made for COVID, their booths are encased in a like a wooden wall. So you don't even come in contact with people sitting inside. It's, it's amazing. And so of course we had to sit in one of the big wooden cylinders. Oh, you did sit inside. Okay, cool. We felt relatively safe being we were the only people there on like a Tuesday night. So we yeah. sat in one of the booths um, that was, uh, you know, really distant uh, from everyone else. They have great Edison bulbs hanging from the ceilings at, uh, you know, different lengths. Uh, their bar is this great, like chrome uh bar that looks like they took an old time airplane and hammered it into uh, a bar area uh, so a really cool decor really cool atmosphere and i know that uh the owners uh chris and courtney actually did a lot of that themselves like they contracted that out themselves so they could make sure that the uh the design was exactly what they wanted it to be well they did a great job it is very nice inside i Ordered by phone. I Originally, I looked them up. I wasn't familiar with them when you first told me about them. But when I first went to their website, they talked about the safety precautions, like, first and foremost. And and then uh, reservations are required there uh, at the moment. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's going to be a continual thing. But, um, but when I, I saw that, I was like, there wasn't anything about takeout, and I wasn't sure about... I was like, do they even do takeout? And I started looking at the menu, and it's a little pricey on the menu. And I was, like, trying to gauge, you know, there's some lobster meals and scallops and things like that. And I was was trying to figure out, like, is this a place that we have to dine in? Um, So I actually called them and checked in, and they were like, oh, yeah, we do takeout. It was fine. But yeah, well, just glancing over the menu, the the prices of the meals range from a ten dollar Caesar salad uh, up to a twenty four dollar scallops, um, which we did not get. But it sounds really freaking good. It's wasabi cream and unagi and shiitake mushrooms, and I I really want that. But it is my point is that it is a little bit on the pricier side, and I was a little intimidated looking at it. Especially because, as that one reviewer, stupid Eric, I think his name was. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you said no. he was stupid, I think. but <laughs> No, I said his opinion didn't matter. Oh, okay, that's right. <laughs> but as that one reviewer said, it's it's tapas, and it's hard to know what you're getting into with a tapas restaurant. If the dishes are going to be like a tiny bite or like three tiny bites or a whole meal or so on the flip side of that coin I totally agree with you if you're getting takeout if you're dining in that is something that the wait staff w- went over with us they were very friendly they said you know this is all small plates so you're going to want three to five things between the two of you uh to share they were like three is going to be plenty five is going to be more than enough uh but they recommended something in that area and they also uh one thing that they take a lot of pride in is um they want your food to come out to your table very fresh so they warned us that the food is going to come out as it's done 
So don't wait. Like, not everything's going to come out together. You're not going to be getting something as an appetizer and then your meal. Um, as it's done, they were going to bring it to our table, which I, I think shows a lot of um, a lot of thought behind the quality of food that people are getting when they're dining in. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, do you want to start talking about the food? Sure. So, Nick, you know me. You know I'm a simple man of simple tastes. Small plates, tapas style, uh, especially on the more expensive side. Uh, that sounds like you everything know, you hate. I should have done more... Sharing... Yeah, I should have done more research into this uh, before I'd let Hannah talk me into going here. But so, you know, I I, (laughs) this sounds terrible, but I I want everyone to know that because uh, it kind of had the odds stacked against it before I even sat down for me. Um, So uh, what we got were uh, five dishes. We got the cod cakes. Uh, We got the slider, which is called That's My Jam on the menu. Uh, we got two sushi rolls, which are were the crab rangoon roll and the flamin' salmon roll. And then we got the short rib tacos. Now, I know it sounds like I went to five different places and ordered dinner. <laughs> but what you need to know about Hangar is it has a few different sections. And what it's trying to do is recreate all the places that uh, Chris and Courtney have traveled that they love the food. So it's a very eclectic menu by design. Um, They have a farmer's market section, which is more uh, salads. They have a sushi section. They have tacos. They have a for the table, which is everything from carne asada fries to a cauliflower filet to sliders to crab cakes. Um, And then they have a very extensive drink menu um, as well. So um, a lot of diversity when you sit down and look at this menu. Yeah. But that being said, Nick, what did you get? Well, I, I just want to get a little bit more specific on what you were saying. There's there's four salads that they offer, five different sushi rolls, three tacos, and then 14 of the uh, for the table, as you mentioned. And and that goes into a big variety of things. But when I when I saw this, I got a little bit worried, honestly. You know, the, the sushi sounded good, but... Uh, a place that offers so many things and sushi. Oh yeah, I mean, one gets come a little on. skeptical. It, it, but, it's almost uh, like but, the cheesecake yeah. factory effect, uh, where it's like, how good is your sushi? If that's exactly. uh, if I can get that and tacos and pasta yeah. all at the same and, place. Um, and even though I mentioned that, you know, like a little bit intimidated by the the pricing and stuff, we kind of went all in because we were looking for a date night. And this place was looking to deliver a date night. So we started out with spinach salad. I looked over the rolls that they had. And again, I was like a little bit unsure because like four of them had things that sounded like they might be spicy. And I was looking for things that my wife would like and was a little worried about that. But so I I picked up the heavenly veggie roll, which has asparagus, cucumbers, carrots, avocado, eel sauce, and microgreens, which Angie said the microgreens look like Muppet hair. <laughs> and then I got a flaming salmon roll myself. I think that was the only... Oh, no, no. I got the same taco as you, the short rib taco. But uh, I, I will say that it has a sriracha mayo. Even though they call it flaming, it was not super hot. The surf and turf has a volcano sauce. The ahi roll has jalapeno toasted sesame seeds. I don't think that they're probably super hot, but... I imagine there are a lot of people who scan menus looking for things like that who have sensitive stomachs and 
uh, might be wary. The yeah. flame and salmon roll, uh, if uh-huh. I'm not mistaken, if you order it inside, it comes on fire. Oh, that's why it's called the flame and salmon. Okay, roll. not because of the the heat of the food itself, but because they torch that sriracha sriracha mayo and it comes out actually flame. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah, because it wasn't very hot. So, yeah, I, I also got the short rib taco, and then I got the goat off of the For the Table menu, which is baked goat cheese, spicy tomato sauce, and crostinis, and uh, the Chef Max egg roll, which I had to get because it sounded like a, a weird combination of things and was curious if that was going to pay off or not. So for reviewing hanger, let's just go down the menu. Uh, let's start with the salad and tell me what you thought. And then we'll work our way through this, uh, this food journey that they created. Spinach salad was fantastic. Um, it's kind of a traditional, it's got candied walnuts and goat cheese and cranberries and stuff on it, but it was very, uh, fresh and the the walnuts were well candied. The dressing was fantastic. We both loved it. Which salad did you get? What? Come on, Nick. I didn't get a salad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was very good. <laughs> what was your your opening course? Uh, our opening course was uh, sushi. Uh, so. Okay. Uh, we we uh, got two rolls. Uh, there was one that they heavily recommended, which was the flame and salmon roll, which I believe you also got. Yeah, um, and that did come on fire, which was a really cool little feature of it. Um, yeah. But we also got the crab rangoon roll. So the flame and salmon roll, just very quickly, is tempura shrimp, crab, carrots, avocado, topped with salmon, torched with sriracha mayo, and microgreens. So that flame and salmon roll had a really good sear on the fish on the top. It was a really nice idea to use the torch uh, because it didn't heat everything up, just the salmon. So it gave a nice little level of like warmth to that. It, it had a really great sushi flavor. Um, you know, it tasted like a really great sushi roll um, that you would get a lot of other places. You know, not a lot of gimmicks there. Um, but the, the fish was really fresh there. It had a good amount of kick. Um, it was just a a really nice, um, kind of right down the middle salmon roll. I totally agree. Except for the part that you said, the gimmicks, this is not a traditional sushi restaurant. They have five rolls, but they were really, really good. The rice was perfectly sticky. The fish was fresh. Uh, it was full of flavor. I, I was really surprised actually it's like i love gimmicky sushi rolls you know i i I, (laughs) oh so do i yeah so (laughs) i'm just saying this wasn't one of them well uh it was on fire Uh, okay i'm just gonna say (laughs) i'm putting that out there okay Uh, but i was really surprised uh what was the other one you got uh the other roll i got was the crab rangoon roll Mm. now nick crab rangoon is my favorite food I, um, I saw that on the menu, and I knew you were going to get it. I wish I'd had a chance to predict it up front. But. Uh, you were absolutely right. Um, and that roll is tempura fried, lump crab and cream cheese, and a sweet chili sauce. Now, Nick, I love crab rangoon. 
I have had crab rangoon rolls at other sushi places. And they are, um, without exception, terrible. They're absolutely awful. Oh, right. uh, they are deep fried. It's it's basically um, deep fried cream cheese. It's It just doesn't have the same, like warm goodness that a crab rangoon has that has that like good amount of um like that good ratio between cream cheese and like uh wonton um nobody nobody replicates it the right way until i got it at hanger Hmm. hanger actually did an amazing job at a crab rangoon roll i was so thoroughly impressed by this because i got it I'll be honest, expecting to hate it, expecting to be like, this sounds amazing to me, but I know in reality, it's like communism, where like in practice, it's never as good as it sounds. Oh man, Um, that sounds so good right now, but okay, go on. (laughs) No, but I I figured it was uh, one of those, one of those dishes on the menu that sounds amazing. Um, You have in your head what it should taste like, and it never delivers. This one actually delivered. And both sauces they gave you to dip it in worked super well. Uh, There's a sweet chili sauce and then also just a straightforward um, soy sauce. Both of them worked amazingly well with the crab rangoon roll. Uh, The other one we got was the heavenly veggie roll, and it was heavenly. (laughs) It it was really good. Like I said, both of them were way better than I expected them to be. And then we both got the short rib taco. That was great, too. The short rib taco has adobo sauce, avocado lime crema, cochia cheese, citrus cream slaw, pickled jalapeno, fried avocado, all on a flour tortilla. I was 98% sure that fried avocado was going to ruin this taco. <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing to fry. I had seen that on the menu, yeah. and then I, by, by the time I got it, I kind of forgotten. And I was like, what is this thing? I thought it, it might be a pickle or something. It's, it's one of those things that it feels like they're trying. It, it, it almost feels like in, in most restaurants, like that's the gimmick. You know, like, oh, you've got to get the short rib tacos to try the fried avocado on it. And the fried avocado is actually awful, but, like, that's our fun little thing we put on the short rib taco. But Mm. it was so good. The crispiness of the outside uh, mixed in with, like, the creamy fattiness of the avocado. And when you get that on a taco, it all just worked well together. And the flavors just, like, came across in this really beautiful way that I was not expecting. And I was also very, um, very skeptical of the flour tortilla because I always feel like great tacos come on corn tortillas. That that's just like my bias in the taco Mm. world, but it needed the flour tortilla to hold up to all of that short rib, the sauce, the fried avocado. It was a lot of stuff in there, but because they put it on that flour tortilla, it was able to hold it all together, and a corn tortilla wouldn't have yeah. done it. I noticed both of the those two that you're talking about are combining fried food with fresh food, you know, with, like, crab rangoon and sushi and here frying. Uh, it's, it's like a slice of avocado. And, yeah, that is an interesting challenge to make that work out without uh, destroying both sides of it, I think, but... 
they did a great job. You're absolutely right. Because when you do fried food and fresh food, the fried food wins. <laughs> like you don't get the freshness yeah. because of the fried. And yeah. so, you know, I've had fried sushi rolls at like a countless number of places. And, you know, I, I'm one of those people that like, I love like fried onion straws on a burger, but usually the fried taste is what leads. And they did a great job on both the sushi roll and the short rib taco of not letting that fried element steal the show. Yeah, I agree. Um, the next thing I got was the goat, D-A-G-O-A-T, <laughs> which was, I mentioned baked goat cheese, spicy tomato sauce, and little crostinis. That's all it says on the menu. This was the showstopper. This was the thing that I... What? I'm still thinking about it was so freaking good. The tomato sauce, uh, it reminded me, there's a Israeli dish called shakshuka that I learned to make a year or two ago, which has a fantastic name, shakshuka, shakshuka. Um, <laughs> but it, it's basically kind of the same thing. It's a dish that you put in the oven in a pan and you make a tomato sauce, but it's just full of a lot of stuff in it, and you put some eggs on top and cook them in there with it. And this tomato sauce, as they simply call it, was so rich and full of flavor. The crostinis were just perfectly crisp, just the right amount of thickness. They had crispy garlic and olive oil, and it was just the most incredible crunch and the dip and the goat cheese that's it's all i want to eat forever and ever i think i i love that you say that because i know that i have we've talked about this before and to me like that sign of a great restaurant is the simple things done well mm -hmm. so i love that you talk about to go uh because we almost got that as well um as like your showstopper because it you know it's three ingredients and for you to say like this was kind of the coup de gras of yeah. what i got that that's really impressive yeah again i like i don't want to harp on the prices i mean i do i, I need to mention that because this was 15 dollars, and if i was uh not being kind of indulgent that night i would have been like tomato sauce and goat cheese and some bread for 15 dollars <laughs> screw that uh but it was so worth it and and that was that was the the theme for the evening was I just like was just like all right um fuck it we're doing it tonight and it paid off it was really good so from the for the table section the um, first thing that we got was the cod cakes so that's flaked cod potato cake crispy pork belly tartar sauce and microgreens so one one thing that uh, really came across to me in these cod cakes was like. There was not a strong fish flavor. It was really good and fresh, and you could taste all the ingredients. Uh, the pork belly paired really well with it without becoming like the star of the show there. The sauce was fantastic, and there was a crispy outside without like this flaming hot inside, which I thought we were going to get because they bring it to your table as soon as it's done. So I was like, okay, this is nice and crispy outside, as soon as I bite into this, I'm going to regret it immediately because it's going to burn my mouth. 
but they they did a beautiful job of like getting that to just the right temperature so when they brought it to us it was like that perfect bite right from the beginning wow did you get anything else i got one other thing i got one other thing too so you go ahead because the last thing i got is what i'm gonna like freak out on the most okay i'm i don't want to spoil anything but i'm gonna do the opposite because i got the chef max egg roll and i'm always excited to try something weird and i thought this was the weird one on the menu it's not that weird it's an egg roll with some mexican food in it but uh this was this was the only thing that was like a little bit bland to me just it didn't sell it it was all right but just i would stay away from that myself it felt like it was missing something or the combinations of the flavors just wasn't quite there. Yeah. Just a little bit bland, but, um, what did you get? Tell me about this thing that sings. So on the flip side of that, I got the, that's my jam. And that is two, two and a half ounce tri blended burgers, tomato jam, aged white cheddar, garlic, mayo, pickle, and crispy onion. So it's sliders, you know, it's, it's upscale sliders. So you get two sliders, uh, 13 bucks. So while that may sound like uh, a little more than I want to spend for a slider, you have to get these sliders. They are so good. The tomato jam on there, I thought was going to be this throwaway aspect of the burger, but it made it, it was so good. So flavorful. Uh, really unique, not like anything I'd ever had before. Um, the, the, the jam, the pickles, the burger. I mean, I could have, I could have had that as my meal and walked away from this place ecstatic that we tried it. Like it was, it was that good. They just delivered and it was, it, it was really surprising because I just kind of figured at sliders i've had sliders it's gonna be okay um but once again you know it was kind of uh the under promise on the menu over deliver on the flavor i have to try that now actually all right are you ready to give our reviews let's do it i mentioned the pricing and the not being sure about all of the variety on the menu and if that was going to hold up and then we got a bunch of different things i think the complaints about them being a tapas restaurant and not being able to eat one dish. Um, most of the things we got were pretty filling. Like even just one taco for $14. I can see why you, you would see that and be a little bit worried. But as you said, they needed that flour tortilla to keep all of that uh, short rib in there and, and everything else. It's just, it's a, a big meal are you going to leave stuffed off of one of those plates probably not but i think any of them that we had would have been a good lunch and it is a little bit pricier but the quality of the food surprised me this isn't it doesn't feel like a super fine dining restaurant when when you walk in but it feels like a good date spot. The patio that you talked about, I could see just wanting to go out and have a good meal and sit out under the stars and stuff. I, I'm, I'm glad they're there. I really liked our food. I'd like to go back. I'm going to give it three and a half stars. Okay. So if, if I have to 
give it a review. I, you know, surprisingly, I'm going to give it five stars. Um, I, wow. I know this is not my type of place. This is not the kind of food I want. It's not delivered in the way I like. Um, but they consistently over delivered every single time from the space to the menu, to the, um, to the flavor of the food. Um, what, what I have to say about hanger that I didn't think I would say it's, it's really the flexibility of the entire concept that I feel like is really amazing and worthy of five stars. And when I say flexibility, I mean a few different things. Like they, they have a takeout, a specific takeout area that you get takeout from. So they've got takeout, they've got dine in, they've got dine out. But this is also a place that you could go for a nice business lunch. Uh, it's a place that you could go for a happy hour, uh, get a couple drinks and one of these small plates and, you know, be great. Uh, and then it's also a place that you could go for a nice date night dinner. And the flexibility doesn't stop there because the menu is so diverse. The menu, it it's sushi, it's tacos, it's sliders, it's really whatever you want in a menu that's actually not that big. So, you know, it, this isn't the Cheesecake Factory where you've got 10 pages of menu to choose from. No, uh, right. You know, like Nick said, you know, they have maybe 25 things on their menu, but they mm-hmm. still do tacos, sushi, burgers, like everything you could want. Um, it's just that the offerings they have, they deliver really well. Um, so, uh, you know, we ordered five things. We could go back, try five more, not get any of the same things and probably be thrilled again. So I, yeah, there was a, (laughs) a cauliflower burger that I thought about getting, but it was just like, I don't know when I was first ordering, but after going there and trying everything else, I would pick that up the next time because I think it would probably deliver. Yeah. The, the. Carne asada fries sounded good. They have a lobster mac and cheese. Uh, they really highly recommended uh, their um, seared scallops, which we didn't get, but yeah. they, you know, they came highly recommended. Um, so I'm just, I'm kind of stunned by how well I liked this place. Um, I would definitely go back. So I mean, I, I, I have to give it a five star. Wow. You don't give a lot of five stars out. I don't. Aside from Pie Guy, of course. But. <laughs> so that's good to hear. Yeah, so really my only final thoughts are, you know, this sounds terrible, but Hangar looks like a modern place that is going to lean on the aesthetics to be a cool place to hang out. Um, but the food really blew me away. So, you know, don't judge a restaurant by its decor, I guess, is all I would say. I would agree with that. Yeah, so you can follow Hanger Kitchen on Instagram. Uh, they have not posted anything, but they do have 350 followers. So, you know, that's pretty good. That Wait, they, they, they haven't posted anything? They haven't posted anything, and they have 350 followers. Yeah, that, that is pretty good. <laughs> I've had my personal Instagram account for like five years. I've posted like 300 things, and I think I have like 100 followers. <laughs> that is a testament to... Uh, probably people who are fans of them and who have been there and tried it and just want to see what else is coming out. So they should get on their Instagram and post some more pics or post any pics. Yeah. 
repost our picks because we're going to put those up on our Instagram. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you're following us on there. Uh, I try to do Twitter. I'm not very good at it, I will admit. But our Instagram page is very good at showing uh, both our food picks, and we'll show you the interior of Hangar as well. You're you're great at Twitter, Travis. Don't don't knock yourself down. I you're <laughs> you're my favorite Twitterer. Um, <laughs> we have a new segment, and I'm really excited to talk about it. It's called On the House. Where we trackle stuff for free on the house. Where we trackle stuff for All right. This is a new segment called On the House where we give out free plugs to things that we like. And if anyone is so gracious to give us something to try, uh, if we like it, we'll talk about it here too. So I think the first thing is Alpha Brewing. We love their September special and got a chance to try their October special early, which we posted about on Instagram, but wanted to bring it up here too. So Alpha Brewing, uh, their October special uh, with Chef Eric this month is a deep fried pretzel. It was great. Which is mind-blowingly incredible. But what they do is they pair it with a beer cheese soup, which they obviously use the Alpha beer, and uh, a side of fried pickles. Nick, you might not know this about me. I love fried pickles. I did know that because I got to eat this meal with you, and you were just so excited about it. You told me at the time it was your favorite fried pickles of all time. Does that stand up? I stand by that. I stand by that okay. 100%. It's it's a thicker pickle uh, with a like good seasoned breading on it. So the breading and the pickle actually balance each other out really well. Yeah, it was very good. The beer cheese soup was fantastic. Um, we actually were lucky enough to get there on the first day that they were offering it, not even offering it to the public because we're very important. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> But Eric there was like so apologetic because the pretzels hadn't come in yet and he was just like very upset about it. And we're like, no, it's great. I would love to try what you've got. And so, yeah, we had the beer cheese soup and then like halfway through the meal, he comes running out with the pretzel and I'm glad he did. I don't know why no one else fries a pretzel. I know. It was so great. Like a crisp on the outside, light and fluffy on the inside, dipping it in that beer cheese soup, just a perfect, like warm comfort fall combination. Um, just, they're just doing incredible things at Alpha right now, yeah. and I'm so appreciative that they've had us out a couple times. And once again, you know, Alpha is just doing amazing things with amazing food and just great events, even in this time of COVID, which can be super difficult. That's awesome. Uh, I just want to throw a quick mention to Coriander Fields, uh, which was nice enough to give us 20 wings. That weigh over eight pounds, Travis. And I'm telling you this now. <laughs> you look sad. You're going to get half of them. I'm going to bring them by. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> sure, Nick. Sure. <laughs> I just picked them up today. Uh, they're they're just big, giant, fat wings. They have a small farm right across the river, and they raise pasture-raised chickens and turkeys. They sell eggs. We'll come back to this later when we've actually had a chance to eat them, but I just wanted to give a mention because I just picked those up. But then the other one that we have to talk about is 
STL Protus box. If you follow us on Instagram, <laughs> this is no surprise to you because we've been talking about St. Louis Produs box for like all month on Instagram because there are so many great things that we were able to do with the produce box they gave us. Yeah, they're doing a, a mystery box kind of thing. Um, we've talked in the past about Snack Crate, where they give you junk food from around the world. But this is a awesome service that is delivering produce from local places if it's possible, but they're just looking for the most like fresh produce that they can find and curating it for you. They say they're on a mission to deliver the freshest produce directly to their customers. They source their produce from farms across the U.S. and Mexico, and they strive to bring value to each one of their handcrafted boxes. If there was ever a time to get in on St. Louis Produce Box, like now is the time. Because Hannah and I have been struggling with, uh, you know, with COVID-19 going on, trips to the grocery store, it's not comfortable and it's not great. And it feels a little like... A, a little like anxiety inducing to go to the grocery store. Absolutely. For me, it's it, like I'm trying to rush through as fast as I can. I have been doing it for produce and meats and stuff. I get some like dry foods delivered, but this is just a great opportunity. The stuff was very fresh, better than the grocery store, honestly. And they offer a mini box, a regular box, and a family box. We got the regular box. Um, but they also offer uh, custom boxes and vegetable boxes and just specifically fruit boxes. Do you remember uh, our coworker who was a fruitarian? No. We worked with a guy who only ate fruit. When I first learned about it, he had a bowl of strawberries that I thought was going to like serve 20 people or something. And then he took it to his desk and he just ate the entire thing for lunch and i was just fascinated by that i'm all for vegetarians and vegans there are so many different diets but fruitarian just was the one that was like too far for me like i can't imagine literally only eating fruit so uh with st louis produce box they are always giving you uh what's fresh and in season but just a small preview of what we got there were peaches jalapenos sweet potatoes uh peppers Kiwis, limes, which I adorned a beer with one of their limes, which was, you know, I, I feel like a very creative use. But just so many great fruits and vegetables that I'm not even going to try to name them all right now. Good, but do you have those in front of you? Yes, I do. <laughs> all right, because I, I have a produce quiz prepared for you. That oh, I... oh, God. Okay. <laughs> all right. Just a few questions. All of these questions, the answers were produce that we got travis in 1975 soviet cosmonauts gave american astronauts borscht as a symbol of camaraderie they jokingly labeled it as vodka but what produce was the main ingredient um the uh it's beets right that's borscht it is beets okay good job <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> Beets actually have the highest sugar content of any vegetable, and they have many healthy benefits. Question two. <laughs> Which produce, known as the forbidden fruit, is one of the seven wonders of Barbados? I would guess apples. And you would be wrong. It's the grapefruit. Huh. Yeah. I missed that part of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, grapefruit comes from Barbados, and in 1823, a Frenchman named Count Odette Philippe brought them to Tampa Bay, where uh, they flourished, and now Florida produces a third of the world's grapefruits. Hmm. Travis. Yes. Question three. Okay. Which produce that originated in China, according to my sources exactly 8,000 years ago, became the titular name of a hit song that came out exactly 7,975 years later? Uh, is it Peaches? It is Peaches. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Uh, you're talking to a huge fan of the presidents of the United States of America. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I tried my best to throw you off with the, the years, but um, good job. Uh, all right. Question four. Oh, God. <laughs> we, we've got five. Uh. Which produce that also came from China was called Yang Tao? but was later called Chinese gooseberry after it was introduced to another country. And it's that country which the produce became synonymous with after it got a new name when it was introduced to the U.S. in the 60s. Is it called a raspberry? Sorry, Travis. That would be the kiwi. Uh, Kiwi is the Chinese gooseberry. uh, Final question. Which produce is also referred to as a Mexican turnip? A sweet potato? It's a good guess, but it's actually the jicama. Oh, uh, I knew I knew the jicama was going to be yeah. a question here. <laughs> I knew it. I should have guessed it. Uh. Yeah, that that was the one uh, piece of produce in the box that when I got everything out, I didn't even know what it was, and I had to put that question out on Instagram. But So, Nick, what did you do with the jicama? I made a jicama hash out of it based on somebody's recommendation. We made jicama fries in the air fryer. Ooh. Was that good? Yeah, it was very nice. So check out STL Produce Box. They're fantastic. And uh, they're on Instagram at STL Produce Box and on the web at the same.com. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you have any restaurant suggestions, please hit us up on any of our social media things. Anything else you want to hear about, let us know. And make sure as the as the weather gets colder, you're still patronizing your favorite St. Louis places. We know we've heard from Lily's uh, Mexican restaurant on Kings Highway. Uh, they're struggling. Rockwell Beer has um, you know done a few stories about how they uh, really need business right now. And you know as patio season closes down, uh, people are going to really need your support now more than ever as dining rooms aren't fully back open to capacity. Absolutely. Check us out in two weeks. We've got a special episode coming out that i'm kind of excited about it's not going to be us just taking a microphone to popeyes we're actually doing some hardcore investigative reporting i wouldn't go that far but i am excited about it once again thank you for listening and tell mitch i said hi hi